Bringing you the latest in tax credit news, this is Tax Credit Tuesday with your host, Michael Novogratty. The legislative challenges have been significant. We very much need legislation. we got to produce housing. We're still in a very volatile industry. It's a challenging atmosphere for almost anyone. We can't get all these mixed signals and messages. He doesn't have a bipartisan bill. Nothing's going to happen. Alternative energy is still very expensive. Hello, I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is Tax Credit Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, February 25, 2014. I'm in D.C. the early part of this week. I'll start this week's podcast with a probable next step in the tax reform debate. In our low-income housing tax credit segment, I have an update from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development about the use of neighborhood stabilization funds. I also have the latest about the possible reenactment of the Colorado State Low-Income Housing Tax Credit, as well as a call for entries for the Edson Low-Income Housing Tax Credit Awards. In our Historic Tax Credit section, I share information about an Advisory Council on Historic Preservation meeting, as well as changes to legislation that would create an Historic Tax Credit for Nebraska. In Renewable Energy Tax Credit news, I'm excited to share the agenda for the April Novogratik Renewable Energy Conference in San Francisco. This annual event attracts a wide sector of the energy community and provides valuable information about the latest industry developments. Finally, in this week's New Markets Tax Credit section, I remind listeners about an invitation to sign on to a letter requesting an extension of the New Market Tax Credit program, as well as a request for comments on the New Markets Tax Credit allocation application that came from the Community Development Financial Institutions Fund. If you're ready, let's get started. In general news, I have an update on potential tax reform legislation. Last week, Ways and Means Committee Chairman Dave Camp sent a memo to Republican members of the Ways and Means Committee. In the memo, Representative Camp said that he planned to release a tax reform discussion draft this week. CQ Roll Call printed the memo in its entirety. Now, Chairman Camp said in the memo that he planned to introduce a comprehensive discussion draft to overhaul the tax code. His discussion draft would make the code, and I quote, simpler and fairer for families and employers, end quote. It also, according to the memo, would strengthen the economy. Chairman Camp did not say how the legislation would accomplish this. And while there were no specifics as to what might be included or excluded in the legislation, speculation is rampant. So it's a huge understatement to say that it'll be interesting to see what Chairman Camp does propose. We at Novogratik will be sharing information about the discussion draft as soon as it is publicly available. In general, there's a widely held belief that the discussion draft will not, that's right, not result in any changes to the tax code in the near term. We understand that Democrats, for instance, on the Ways and Means Committee had not received the email memo from Chairman Camp. Now, Camp's discussion draft is expected to reduce individual and corporate income tax rates, though the top effective individual rate is not likely to get to 25%, 
and the corporate tax rate is expected to get to that level. Speculation is rampant also as to which tax credits might be included and which might be left on the cutting room floor. And for those credits that remain, changes large or small are quite possible, maybe even likely. One thing we do expect is for depreciation lives to be lengthened. This is a way to help pay for the lower rates. Now, speculation is also rampant as to what all this means for tax extenders. Many believe that the Senate Finance Committee is likely to mark up a tax extenders bill in March or April. Well, in any event, time is working against any tax reform legislation being voted on this year and working against tax extenders happening before the November elections. I'll bring you an update in next week's podcast about the legislation and what it could mean for the tax credit programs. And I'll be tweeting and posting blogs in the interim. I'll pay particular attention to low-income housing tax credits and tax and bonds, the new markets tax credit, renewable energy tax credits, and the historic tax credits. And if you have other questions, as you become aware of this discussion draft, you can send me a tweet or send an email to cpas at novaco.com or visit my blog and post a question. In other news, don't forget that the top-line budget numbers from the president for his 2015 budget request are expected to be released early next week. The combination of a tax reform discussion draft and the president's proposed budget for fiscal year 2015 means we're going to have an eventful next couple of weeks. In low-income housing tax credit news, I want to share some great news from HUD. It's about the progress of the Neighborhood Stabilization Program 2, or NSP2. NSP2 uses funds authorized under the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act of 2009 to help affordable housing developers acquire and redevelop distressed properties. In a blog post last week, HUD listed some of NSP2's milestones to date. So far, the program's 56 grantees have completed almost half of the 27,644 housing units targeted. Other milestones include 3,308 structures demolished, 5,409 units rehabilitated, 2,566 new units constructed, and 1,479 households given assistance to buy a home. NSP2 also created 25,100 direct jobs. It's encouraging to hear how far the NSP has come in helping distressed neighborhoods recover. HUD's blog, by the way, is called The Huddle, H-U-D, that's capital H, capital U, capital D, D-L-E, Huddle, and you can find it at www.blog.hud.gov. To learn more about NSP2 and other HUD programs, I encourage you to contact my partner, Susan Wilson, in our Austin, Texas office. You can reach Susan at susan.wilson at novaco.com. Turning to state-level low-income housing tax credit news, I have an update from the state of Colorado. A bill that would reenact a Colorado state low-income housing tax credit was passed by the State House Finance Committee last week. It passed by a vote of 7 to 5. It now goes to the Appropriations Committee for consideration. 
If enacted, House Bill 1017 would authorize the Colorado Housing and Finance Authority to allocate $5 million in state tax credits in 2015 and allocate another $5 million in state tax credits in 2016. Investors would claim the credits over four years. As I mentioned in an earlier podcast, if enacted, the program would essentially continue a temporary credit that Colorado had in 2001 and 2002. At that time, it helped produce about 800 affordable units and leveraged more than $20 million in private equity. The bill has seen a lot of support in the affordable housing industry. My colleague, Peter Lawrence, was invited to testify in support of the bill last week. Peter is the Director of Public Policy and Government Affairs for Nova Gratican Company. In his testimony, Peter mentioned some concerning statistics from the American Community Survey. More than half Colorado renter households spend more than 30% of their income on rent. Furthermore, to afford the state median rent of about $944 a month, a Colorado renter needs to make about $18 an hour. Someone earning the minimum wage of only $7.78 would need to work 89 hours a week to afford a modest two-bedroom apartment. Peter testified that a Colorado state credit would be, and I quote, a particularly effective complement to Colorado's federal housing credit program, end quote. Peter said that the low-income housing tax credit is a time-tested tool that can help address the growing need for affordable housing. The federal housing credit is the nation's largest producer of affordable rental housing, with over 2.6 million homes developed since 1986. I'll keep you updated on the status of HB 1017 in future podcasts. In the meantime, you can find a copy of the bill at www.taxcredithousing.com. For more information about efforts to renew the Colorado State Low-Income Housing Tax Credit, please contact my partner, Michael Morrison, or contact Peter Lawrence in our Washington, D.C. office. In other Low-Income Housing Tax Credit news, the Affordable Housing Tax Credit Coalition, or AHTCC, is accepting entries for its 20th annual Charles L. Edson Tax Credit Excellence Awards. Awards are presented to the most outstanding local housing tax credit properties in seven categories. According to AHTCC, entry categories include developments located in a metropolitan area with a minimum population of 50,000, developments located in a rural area with a maximum population of 50,000, special needs housing, senior housing, green housing, U.S. Department of Housing and Development preservation properties, and public housing. Each winner, an honorable mention, will be recognized in an award ceremony in Washington, D.C. this summer. Developments must have been placed in service on or after January 1, 2011 to be eligible for these awards. And entries must be postmarked by close of business March 21, 2014. And they go directly to the Affordable Housing Tax Credit Coalition. For a complete application, judging criteria, and other program requirements, go to www.taxcreditcoalition.org. In Historic Tax Credit News, the Advisory Council on Historic Preservation, or ACHP, will hold its quarterly meeting in about 10 days on Friday, March 7th at 8.30 a.m. The meeting is open to the public. ACHP advises the President and Congress 
on how federal actions can affect properties listed in or eligible for listing on the National Register of Historic Places. Discussion items on the agenda include building a more inclusive preservation program, working with tribal historic preservation officers, and planning for the 50th anniversary of the National Historic Preservation Act, which will occur in 2016. You can find the full agenda for the meeting and more information in the February 19th Federal Register Notice at www.historictaxcredits.com. Turning to state-level news, I have an update about legislation introduced last year to create an historic tax credit in Nebraska. Senator Jeremy Nordquist introduced the Nebraska Job Creation and Main Street Revitalization Act, or LB191, in January of 2013. Now, not much had happened with the bill since its introduction. Nebraska has a two-year legislative session, however, and last week, the bill was amended. Originally, LB191 created an historic tax credit equal to 20% of eligible expenditures and had a $10 million annual cap. However, last week's amendments to the bill lowered the cap. In the current version, LB191 would create a 20% tax credit with a $5 million annual cap. Another change added a new subsection to the bill. This subsection requires the Nebraska State Historical Society and the Department of Revenue to issue a joint report to the Revenue Committee of the Legislature by December 31, 2017. Among other things, the report would include the total number of applications submitted under the Nebraska Job Creation and Main Street Revitalization Act, the number of applications approved or conditionally approved, the total amount of credits issued, claimed, and still available for use, and the total amount of credits recaptured, if any. Senator Nordquist said that LB191 would create short and long-term jobs in the state of Nebraska, as well as restore and repurpose Nebraska's historic structures. Several senators also signed on as co-sponsors in the last few weeks. The bill has advanced to the enrollment and initial review stage, and at the time of this recording was pending before the state legislature. To learn more about LB191 and to stay up to date on any changes, go to www.historictaxcredits.com and click on the Legislation tab, and then go to State Legislation. Also, if you have specific questions, I encourage you to contact my partner, Michael Kressig, in our St. Louis office. He can be reached at michael.kressig, K-R-E-S-S-I-G, at novaco.com. In Renewable Energy Tax Credit news, I'm pleased to announce that the agenda for the next Novagratic Renewable Energy Conference is available. The conference will be held April 24th and 25th in San Francisco, and it will be chaired by my partner, Stephen Tracy. The panel conversations will include attendee favorites, such as the Washington Report and Industry Update, a Renewable Energy Lending Update, and the Tax Equity Outlook for Renewables. Our panelists will address the current issues facing renewable energy developers, such as how to attract financing and which business models and transaction structures are most successful. We've also added two new panel discussions. The first new panel addresses financing future cash flows and it'll examine the role of yield co's and the solar securitization market. Our second new panel will examine the outlook 
for the residential solar market. I'm also proud to announce that we'll present the inaugural Novogratic Journal of Tax Credits Renewable Energy Power Awards at the conference. The awards were created to recognize the most effective and innovative renewable energy tax credit developments that have had a positive impact on job creation and its community's energy footprint. The winners in our inaugural round of consideration will be honored at a luncheon at the conference on April 24th. To review the complete agenda, please visit www.novaco.com events. In New Markets Tax Credit news, I wanted to remind listeners that there are three weeks left to submit comments about the Community Development Financial Institution Fund's New Markets Tax Credit Allocation application. As I announced in late January, the CDFI Fund is accepting comments in anticipation of the program being extended. You can email comments until March 17th to nmtc at cdfi.trez.gov. The New Market Tax Credit Working Group is currently preparing its response to this common invitation. If you'd like to learn more about the New Market Tax Credit Working Group, please contact my colleague Brad Elphick in our Atlanta office. On a related note, I want to remind you about the support letter that the New Market Tax Credit Coalition is circulating. As I mentioned last week, the NMTC Coalition is collecting signatures for a letter urging Congress to extend the New Market Tax Credit Program. If you haven't signed the letter yet, there's still time. The New Market Tax Credit Coalition is accepting signatories until February 28th. Simply go to www.nmtccoalition.org. Well, that brings me to the end of this week's report. Join me again next week for another Tax Credit Tuesday, where we're likely to have lots of insights on Chairman Dave Camp's tax reform discussion draft, as well as an early peek at President Obama's fiscal year 2015 budget. This is Michael Novogratik. I'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. This weekly podcast has been brought to you by Novogratik and Company, LLP. Archived discussions are available online at www.novoco.com forward slash podcast or by subscribing to the Tax Credit Tuesday podcast in iTunes. Novogratik and Company, LLP is a national certified public accounting and consulting firm with offices nationwide. Learn more about our professional services at www.novaco.com.